This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's BudPod157. 157, um, come by, Helen. Come by, <laughs> Helen, to my house. Um, um, Helen Lewis. Helen Lewis. There you the, go. Yes, my... Uh, the, the writer, journalist, uh, and now sort of broadcaster, Helen Lewis. I'm a big Helen Lewis fan. You love a bit of Helen. I <laughs> love a bit of Helen. Come by, Helen. She won't. She won't! <laughs> 157, come by, Helen. For some reason, that's not working on her. No. I get a, news, I get a newsletter. Her, no, well, her email newsletter. It's yeah. Great stuff. All great stuff. Uh, speaking would of... You, sorry? Would you consider ever having a newsletter? That'd be a lot of pressure. Weekly thoughts. I suppose this is it. This is our audio newsletter. This is our audio newsletter. Bud Pod's not so much a podcast as a sort of um, audio newsletter, really. Yeah, sort of a periodical for the ears. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that'd mm. be. Yeah, that, that's us. <laughs> we're, we're a, a weekly audio newsletter. If you received a newsletter that was just about poop and wars. If it was a newsletter about conflicts that had, someone had used to wipe their ass in an emergency. Um, yeah, well, uh, here's some old news. Mm. I, I can't believe it's taken me so long. But um, Podbuds might have seen a couple of weekends ago me on Mastermind. The victory we were all waiting for. Yes, yes. I, I've not brought it up yet because I want to give people time to watch it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we. you remember when we recorded the podcast while I was in Belfast, just having just recorded. You were in there. Mastermind. And you were filled with the juice of victory. But I couldn't unleash that juice on our, no. on our listeners. I wasn't allowed. No, they. you had to keep our listeners dry. Yeah, the juice stayed in my belly. Mm-hmm. And uh, But now I can tell you that um, I, I was on Celebrity Mastermind and I was... Victorious, victorious. I got full marks. On full marks. Full marks. Ten out of ten on my specialist subject. Tous les points. <laughs> All the points. I mean, I was the only one who turned up with his own written notes. I was, I was cramming in the dressing room beforehand. It was like being back at school. Yeah, it's like being back at school, back at uni. I was All just the other kids cramming. who didn't revise suffering. Yes. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, I'd, I'd been studying quite hard. And I just yeah, you really had. wanted to be sure I got this right. And I couldn't be more thrilled with You had a book. I had a book. I had my own notes. I was reading um, around the subject. I had, <laughs> I'd gone around and um, uh, and studied other literature. Um, shout out to our friend Freddie. Uh, yes. Who works with wine. And Freddie was your Obi one Yeah, he made me a little pamphlet to get me going. On studying up New Zealand wine, which was my subject, uh, Kiwi wine, Kiwi wine, and then the general, the general round, general knowledge round. I did okay. I, I will always <laughs> kick myself. There's a question about the sun, and it's like, what element makes up the sun? Yeah, and all I could think of was the letter H. I just H. It's H, but I can't say H. And I was like, what's an element with H? What's no, I just went helium. 
And Clive Myers said, hydrogen. And you can see me go, Because <laughs> it's one of those that like, you know. You know it's hydrogen, but it's just like all you have is the letter H. Uh, and your brain can't fill out the rest. That's horrible. Yeah, it's nasty. Because I can vouch for the fact that you would have known the sun's made of hydrogen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exact. I'm sure you've said that to me hundreds of times. <laughs> I, I say every time I come to your flat, I'm like, hey, Pierre, the sun's made of hydrogen. The sun's made of hydrogen. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Let's get potting. Every time we leave the flat together, you point upwards and go, Hydrogen? All hydrogen, 100%. You go, or you, sometime on a, on a nice day like today, you'll say, cheers, hydrogen. <laughs> Thanks for all the sunlight. And you'll do a double hydrogen. thumbs up to the sky. <laughs> yeah. Did you anything else in the general knowledge? There's a, there's a history one at the end, um, which you'll kick me for not getting. I can't, I can't, I can't even remember. Is the, was it the who is said to have been with Nelson during his final moments? Oh, oh God! Um, oh fuck! It's the the quote: "Kiss me, so and so." Yeah, that's yeah. Hardy. Hardy, yeah. What Hardy is it? Something Hardy. Uh, Tom Vice Hardy. Admiral. Tom Hardy. <laughs> it's Tom Hardy. I was, you, Are you merely born? You, 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 <laughs> you, you. What does he say? You chose the dark. Yes, yes, yes. You chose the navy. I was, I was born in it, molded by it. <laughs> Trafalgar. But that one at the end, I just went, James. And, <laughs> and it got a good laugh in the room, which they cut out of Mastermind. No. Okay, that's cunty. That's cunty. Are they not interested in entertaining people, Mastermind? I got a good laugh in the room and you cut it out. Why? I just look stupid now because now <laughs> it just goes, James. Who was the, who was the, blah, blah, and I go, James. And then just hard cut to Clive Myra going, no. At the end of that round, I got a laugh, goddammit, and I want people to know that. People must know I got the laugh. It's the, weird because they kept in other laughs, but they didn't. That, that was such a nice laugh to end of my it, round. It's because you got full marks on the wine, and they went, We've got to take this wang down a peg. That was it, wasn't it? And they were like, we, The last thing we want is to encourage people laughing at knowledge. It's well, run they'd by, be laughing at my lack of knowledge of the question. No, it's run by an old teacher because the audience were laughing in a way that was like, haha, like he knew it was wrong. Apparently, Mastermind was devised by someone who was, if not like a Holocaust survivor, someone who was in the Second World War, and it's based on sort of World War era uh, interrogations. Oh, really? Yeah. It's meant to be like an interrogation. What? Like, uh, um, I it is Thomas Hardy, by the way. Captain Thomas oh, Hardy. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. If, if, if you just gone to Tom Hardy, they would have gone, <laughs> correct. And you would have gone, uh? <laughs> And they would have cut out everything except just you going, uh? <laughs> What element is the sun mainly comprised of? Uh? Just the same clip over and over again. <laughs> and they give you zero. That's how you know you've offended the mastermind yeah. <laughs> production staff. <laughs> uh? They just cut in a shot of you going, uh? And like I'm turning like, around in I your chair. Like, yeah, I'm like Tim Allen for the whole thing. Every question. Uh? Uh, um, but I have, so I've got the trophy now. I'm very proud. I'm slowly collecting game, celebrity game show trophies. Yeah. I have, because I have won Richard Osman's House of Games. Yep. Pointless Celebrities. Yes, of course. And now Mastermind. Mastermind. So I need to collect the others, <clears throat> which are, I mean, the hardest will be Celebrity University Challenge. And. Uh, the celebrity, oh, the celebrity, all of them. The celebrity Chase, celebrity, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Of oh, the classics. I guess I want to get the classics down. You want a million pounds? 
You want to get that from Who Wants to Be yeah, a Millionaire? Yeah. Celebrity. That's right. Yeah, I want to do a celebrity. Who Big part of a million pounds. Um, yeah, I, I want the trophies for all of them. I want to catch them all. <laughs> It says, um, yeah, the creator Bill Wright drew, drew inspiration from his experiences of being interrogated by the Gestapo. Ah, there you go. And he thought, now this is a show. <laughs> there are your friends. Wow. What wow. a show. I should think people want to watch this. I want to learn more about this guy, Bill Wright. That's, that's like, um, that's a pretty ballsy thing to say. You know we will execute you if you do not answer our questions. I'm going to turn this into a fucking TV show, mate. <laughs> It'll be trivia. I'll make this a trivia show. Because um, you are trivial to me. <laughs> it was a thrill to be on there, mainly because Mastermind has been in my head ever since, as a teenager, I watched the Two Ronnie sketch. The Mastermind sketch. Oh, will they answer each question from the one behind? Yeah. Like they one question behind? Yeah, the subject is answering the question before... Uh, previously asked is that right and yes blank and then he asks the next question he goes yes but they but all the questions are written so that they do they have all the answers have double meanings and they do pertain to the question they make sense and it's a funny joke it's it's a pretty genius sketch it's very nimble it's very neat yeah really neat it's just two ronnie's like down it's such a two ronnie sketch yeah. it's like really really tight i think they almost didn't do it it's like a cutting it's like a yeah cutting room floor sketch it was um Ronnie, uh, not Ronnie Corbett, Ronnie Barker. Barker would, um, I think it's him. He would send in jokes under a fake name. Yeah, he wrote, wrote whole sc- sketches under pseudonyms, and then they all they all got in because they're all very good. <laughs> and then at, at some at a rap party, he was like, "Oh yeah, th- those are all me, by the way." Yeah, he was like, "I'm I'm Alan Johnson from such and such lane." Yeah, I wonder why he did it. Maybe he got more stuff in that way. Maybe they're like, "Oh, we know, mix it up a bit," you know. Or maybe he's just being wacky. He's been a wacky jokester. Yeah. And we know all about that, Phil, in our business. I wish I met Ronnie Colbert. You know when that year when all all those famous people were dying? Mm. I think Ronnie Colbert was one of the later ones. And that was yeah. the only one really that got me. Because like, oh, I would really like to somehow just said hi to Ronnie Colbert. I think that would have been... That would have been cool. Cool. Um, there's, I'm trying to think. There aren't any other celebrity... I guess celebrity hunted. You get a trophy for that? Oh. Do you get a trophy? Yeah, I only want the ones with the trophy. The trophy is that you escape with your life. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't. I think I'd do all right at hunted. But you're so large. Yeah, but I would um, convince them I was two people in a trench coat, <laughs> and they'd go, "Ah, it's just one of those old trench coat gags." Ah, it's by. just two kids trying to get into a PG fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a PG fifteen? Parental guidance for fifteen year olds. <laughs> Yeah, what is the thing with the parental guidance? It's only, is it only PG-13? I think it's an American thing. It's always an American voice in my head. PG-13. It's always American. Peggy. Peggy. That, but that's all games, isn't it? Yeah. What's Peggy sound for? Parental electronic games industry. Peggy-15. Yeah. Peggy-15. Yeah, that's for games. Yeah, PG, PG-13. What is that like? I'm 13, but I, I'm going to have to watch this with my parents so they can explain that that guy's being comedically wanked off. <laughs> In this, like, scary movie. Yeah, I like the idea of guidance. A parent guiding you. Now, son, what he's doing is he's putting a knife into the man's thigh so he'll tell him where the money is. The pain in his thigh is worse to him in that moment than the pain of revealing where the loot has been hidden. Do you see? Do you see how torture works, boy? 
I sure Mom, do, Dad. Could you come guide me through Drive? <laughs> I need guiding through the bit where Ryan Gosling stomps a guy's skull into mush. I need oh, guidance God, yeah. for that. Mom, I'm struggling to follow some of the character development arcs <laughs> in this in, in this in this Swedish art film that contains brief nudity and mild language and implied drug use. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good if the guidance was autistic. Yeah. You see, that's the mise en scène there, my boy. Thanks, Dad. What is a mise en scène? I can always I always get this wrong. So I'm gonna look it up. Okay. To avoid fucking it all up again. Mise en scène. Ain't that the joint where Nicole Kidman does a sexy dancing? <laughs> in Paris? The mise en scène? Mise en scène. That would be have a good name for something in a kind of like uh, in jokey way. Oh yeah, the maison. The maison scene. I feel like uh, maybe a movie maker's private club. Yes, yes. Oh, that would be good. Mise en scène. There we go. It's a stage design and arrangement of actors in a scene for theater or film production, both in the visual arts through storyboarding, visual theme, cinematography. So what? Just the imagery. The way it looks. The way it looks. The way it looks. So yeah. What's mise en place? That's the other one. Oh no, that's a culinary thing. What's mise en then? Uh, mise. Mise. Space en. Oh. The uh, en. Yeah. Well, yeah. What does that mean? Mise is um. Oh God. Hang on. Mise en use. Mise en use. Play like placing or what is put. I think. Okay. So what is put in the scene? Mise en scène. Yeah. What is put in the, the plate? The choices. M- mise, mise en, en place. place. Yeah, that must be it then. Is plus plate? It is now. <laughs> Call the French ambassador. We've got news. <laughs> New to ITV5. Interrogation. The game show. Five contestants are asked tr- trivia questions whilst undergoing awful torture. Brutal interrogation tactics. Uh, name this Beethoven piece whilst being waterboarded. No, no. Great. Uh, uh, while enduring sleep deprivation, who is Jennifer Aniston? Uh, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> oh no, two more days of death metal for you. Um, who played the guy in EastEnders? And if you don't get this right, the dogs will eat your feet. Oh, uh, is it Ian something? Maybe. <laughs> Interrogation the game show. You can't actually win. We don't know why we started this. No one wins. Everyone is just tortured horribly. And it doesn't matter if you get the questions right. Maybe it's satire. Maybe we're just nuts. I think the French overall will come to regret that thing where they decide what is allowed to be French and what's not. L'Académie Française. Mm. They have to make a choice. There's like an official French. Oh, right. The, the French love to tell people what they can and can't call things. Oh, yeah. Whether I mean, it's thank champagne God. Oh. Or, oh. or the word ha ha ha. They must have complete control over everyone's usage. It's... um. I mean, thank God they adopted, they just admitted defeat when it came to Le Sandwich. 
staging is is it's translated in. Well, but I thought the sandwich is named after the Earl of Sandwich. Yes, but the French didn't call it un, uh, quelque chose uh, qu'on uh, deux pièces de pain uh, être uh, uh, you know like, like uh, two pieces of bread with some meat in between with you know mm. they just took the name. Oh right. But it's an English word, is the point. Oh right. Like yes. the French people also say le weekend. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Because there's, there's no word for the weekend. How weird. The, I remember the, in school, they were like, if you're very old-fashioned and like fucking uptight, you could say le fin de la semaine, like the end of the week. Wow. But that's what I mean. It's like, say sandwich in French without just saying sandwich. Mm-hmm. Un pièce de bœuf entre deux pièces de pain. I see. Avec un petit uh, uh, de l'op de mayonnaise, hmm? peut-être. Sure, okay. Le salade is already if it's night time. <laughs> it's taken you so long. Yeah. Sun's gone down. Sandwich shop's closed. Um yeah. also we should mention we're recording these as part of a block. We mentioned it last week, but only in the Patreon episode because we forgot. Yeah, so if you're if you're listening to this in April and thinking, it sounds very marchy, this podcast. Yeah. Because it is March. And you go, what is that in the background? Is that Spring? That sounds like the onset of spring. Not, like, the, not the midst of spring. That sounds like things are only just springing in the background. But things have already sprung now. So what the fuck <laughs> is going on? <laughs> well, it's because we're doing it in a block. Because old Philly Philly Wang Wang is off on his travels to Melbourne Comedy Festival. And then, dans à l'Amérique. À l'Amérique. Um, America sandwich. Sandwich America. I'm going to... America, doing a, a itty bitty America tour, and a y- packet size American tour. To be yes. fair, it's pretty meaty, actually. It's okay. The New York shows have sold out. Considering you're not American, I'm selling here. It's pretty beefy. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, um, the, the New York shows have I think sold out now. But yeah. I have an embarrassment of shows, as in many shows, in the city of Minneapolis in Minnesota. So if anyone is in Minnesota. Please come down to that, eh? Please. Um, sure would be great to have you come along mm. to my comedy show. And then my show at the Netflix Comedy Festival in LA on the 7th of May is uh, selling quite well. I think we're going to put on another show. Ooh. So come along to that. Lovely. It's a tell us all the time, Pierre. On the coasts, I'm doing fine. Yeah. But um, America is on Trey Grand Sandwich. Yes. But the bread is the diverse bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be going on the train on the West Coast. American trains. American trains. Amtrak. The Amtrak. The Amtrak. Joe Biden is obsessed with train. Uh, the, uh, I took one train last July from upstate New York to New York City. Yeah. Beautiful. Coming down um, the Hudson. Uh yeah, lovely. They're quite European, actually, the trains. They've got a bit of a French vibe. The really? Yeah. They're all very metal. Maybe I mentioned this at the time. Very metally. This is something I'm really struck by when I go to America, and maybe New York specifically, is just how metal things... Every, there's a lot of metal. There's a lot of rivets. The subway cars are like chrome, shiny metal. The trains yeah. are just metal. Everything has to be shiny chrome. It's like everyone wants to be in the Hells Angels or something, but well, it has it's... to be a train, so they try and make... The train looks not look like a Harley Davidson. Which is that it would have been the that was what was the most futuristic in the twenties. Yeah, yeah. Shiny metal that doesn't rust. It does feel like you're in the World's Fair, nineteen eleven. Exactly, yeah. Whereas in Britain, it's always been like there's a brief bit of metal, and then just uh, do you know what's really fancy? 
things looking like a living room. Yes. Carpet. Patterns. Yeah, upholstery. Upholstery. And uh, Bakelite. Bakelite-looking plastic-ass features. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, then we went, and then we went straight to glass. Yes. Now we're just glass. And with steel, to be fair. But not super chromey steel. Yeah, the New York ones are very chromey and, and like a trailer. A metal-only yeah. trailer. Everything, everything is covered with a finish that would be on, should be on a diner. Like a roadside <laughs> yeah. diner. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shiny. <laughs> <laughs> the future is shiny. Yeah, everything looks like it's in the Jetsons or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo, 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 doo. Everything uh, in America, the future is shiny. And in Britain, the future is sort of matte. Upholt- upholstered and matte. <laughs> sort of matte and carpet. The UK, well, the future is matte. <laughs> <laughs> You won't need sunglasses to look into this bright future. The surface is matte. And there's a brightly patterned carpet to hide stains on the floor. Yeah, all right, British future. <laughs> In America, they're so much more optimistic. That's why the future is shiny, glimmering, treasures in the dark. Yeah. But please come buy tickets to that place. To yes, you better. You can go on philwang.co.uk to get them all. Gotta get them all. If you had to do Mastermind again, yeah, what would you choose? I thought about this, Pierre, and I think I might go maybe for a period of Batman. Yes. Although I think that'd be really hard, actually. His blue period. The blue period. The He's 70s. always blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a blue boy. Well, not well. I mean, not always. In the sixties, you know, he wasn't blue at all. He was actually quite bright and happy. Was he? Now, there's a question that I, I'm amazed has never occurred to me. So, Adam West, Batman. Hmm. Cape Crusader? Yeah. Um, were his parents harrowingly murdered in front of him? Yeah. Or was that added later? No, no, that's always been part of the legends that his parents were, were killed. Wow, so that adds a, an eerie depth to Adam West's kind of slightly eccentric... Uh, yeah, maybe in a way he's the most mentally disturbed of all of them. Yeah, because he's got on with it. He's, he's fine. Of, and yet he's right. still the Batman. He's repressed it all. Yeah, because if Batman is upset, it makes more sense that he's still Batman. Because you go, oh, he hasn't got over it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, he, he, whereas Adam West is like, no, no, I'm fully self-actualized. I'm just sticking with this. That's <laughs> it's, weird. It's really funny to imagine Adam West Batman beating a thug up and saying, I'm the knight. I'm vengeance. <laughs> I'm vengeance. As if he's correcting him. I thought someone else was. No, no, I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. I'm the knight. With this little uh, fucking mask that's got eyebrows on. Um, some of that show is really funny though. The the the, the 60s Batman movie is really funny. There's like yeah. there's a bit where he's on the docks and he's there's a bomb he has to get rid of. And it's like a big <laughs> round black bomb, like a fizzing fuse, <laughs> yeah, a, fizzing a Napoleonic fuse. era bomb. <laughs> really funny. He's running around the docks and he's trying to find a way to, somewhere to throw throw it away. And he goes one way, and there's a mother and her little baby in a pram. It's like, oh, and he runs another way, and it's literally like, uh, uh, it's like a parade of nuns. <laughs> and he just goes, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> it's very funny. It'd be very funny to find out if the new movie, The Batman, had a comedy writer on staff. Like, it's a tradition. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, he's just sat there pouring sweat, just going, God, there's not a lot of room for... For gags here. For gags here. Could could maybe this happen? And it, all the other writers are like, no, no. It is a shame that yeah, Batman has to be, can't be funny at all. Everyone, no one anymore. can laugh at themselves anymore, Phil. It's true. 
Everything has to be about something. Everything has to be about something. And the something that it's about has to be important with a capital I. Mm. Mm. Have what? you seen Batman yet? I still haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen it because it's so long it is that it's actually harder to plan for viewing times in the cinema. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Please, movie people, make movies one hour and a half. Or just one a, hour and a half. Or just put your hands up and admit that Netflix has won. Yeah. And what you really want is to make a series. You want to make a series. Because they cost the same now. Mm-hmm. So just get over it. Okay, so you do Batman. I don't know what I'd do. It would have to be something that you could just do the research. Did anyone yeah. else on the day you recorded do something and um, uh, tell them that you're their, their subject? And you thought, oh, good luck with that. Hmm. Hubris, I'm asking. Yeah, the, the, there's a guy on there from the, the Great Pottery Throwdown who went oh, yeah. for a, a, pot, a potter who he liked. And I think like going going about a, choosing a person, like a biography of someone, that's yep. really, really, really hard. Because yep. they can really go for anything. And there's so much you actually have to learn about it in person. Yeah, and a lot of it's not to do with pottery. Yeah, exactly. That's, so whenever someone says I've chosen a person I'm like that might be tough yeah you, go, you better know the name of their fucking primary school yeah yeah I would say don't don't choose a person yeah choose New Zealand wine choose New Zealand wine but then somebody if like choose Batman they could ask like which uh, which colorist did this issue of who yeah which yeah which colorist is is noted for having been the first to suggest Batman's cape be that shade of blue mm-hmm. yeah they'd really it actually does feel like something I should know <laughs> you feel a great sense of sense of propriety and responsibility toward the the B man. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing right. The BM. I choose that, or maybe West Side Story. Maybe might be a little. Yeah, might, that one might be a little. Now that it's easier. been reawoken in you. Contained. Yeah, yeah. Maybe now that, now that Spielberg has reawoken your love of it. I think a movie is actually quite a good way to go. A movie's not a bad way to go. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. I wonder. I don't know. But you have to make it one that ideally maybe one that's an hour and a half, and you got to be happy to watch it a good few times. Well, you wait. Where they'll be like, "Who's the set designer?" Just to fuck with you. Yeah, but um, so on my episode, the person who went who did their special subject for me was Philippa Dunn, the actress who's brilliant. Take it down, fill time. it up. She's wonderful. She's in Motherland. She's Philippa Irish. Dunn. Irish. Yeah, Philippa. Philippa. Fill her up, fill her, fill her up, and, she, and you're done. She's in Motherland. She's an Irish mother in Motherland. Oh, okay. And her subject was The Shining. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Ooh, beefy. And one of the questions was, um, when, <laughs> when, uh, when Jack Nicholson gets out of the freezer, when yeah. he escapes from the freezer, what time is it? Get <laughs> fucked. And Philippa got it. She got it right. What was it? 4.30. Was that significant? I don't remember it being significant, but there must have been a shot of the clock. I think, I think, I think, do they show time passing by the clock moving? Yes, they yes, ends yeah, of Because he was in there out. for hours and hours, yeah. and then the ghosts come let him out. That's it, that's it, that's it. But that's what's scary about it, is that there's no one else who could have let him out other than the sheer force of ghosts. Yeah, so the ghosts must be real. Therefore, they must be real. Yeah. Or that the whole hotel is the ghost, and it can... And it can open doors. Yeah. Eerie stuff. But that was the kind of... And, like, also, the, the, what's the... What's the? F- I think one of them is like, what is the frequency of the police radio station she calls in? Oh fuck! Yeah, it's like K something something something. Uh, but Philippa got them. She. That's terrifying. She got nine out of ten. I got. She, she was. She was my main competition. Did you win the episode? 
I did win the episode, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. What would you get out of general knowledge? Eight, seven. Um, I'd, general knowledge, I got 11, I think. But you, you do more. Oh, so okay. Right, yeah, right, right. It's more time. I know that Richard Herring, our, our fellow podcaster in arms, is mm. very upset about his... Yeah, because then he'd break a record and then instantly the next person broke his yeah. record. <laughs> by one. <laughs> and I remember him talking on his podcast about how a lot of the questions he got in the general knowledge were like, how many inches apart were Nelson's eyebrows or whatever? You know, like really hard stuff. And then this next person who broke the record, in his opinion, was being fucking underarm thrown. Yeah. These easy hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. It is really to funny. be called the smartest person in the world, and then immediately just hear someone go, "Um, actually," <laughs> and you turn around and there's like a hovering brain, and you think, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> that was a short time on that throne. Yeah. <laughs> Comedically, uh, you need that to happen to someone who will complain about it. Otherwise, it's not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's wasted on a humble person. That anecdote. One of the questions, for some reason, one of the, question, the question I'm most proud of in the general knowledge round is yeah. one that, that on the surface doesn't seem that hard, but every time it comes up with a person, everyone who's tried to answer it in front of me has got it wrong. Yeah? Which is... Um, what uh, is God's name? No, uh, uh, <laughs> a minister with ending with letters MSP is a minister for, which, for the devolved government of which British nation? Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. But people say Northern Ireland, people say Wales. Really? Yeah. Just in the moment. Yeah. Those Gestapo tricks. <laughs> what yeah. does MSP stand for? Oh, Wales. Wrong! <laughs> Your contempt for regional politics will be undoing. <laughs> Should we do some correspondence? Yes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ring letters, letters, email, email, phone email, correspondence. Uh, we have an email from Erin. 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 Erin Brockovich. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, living the true bum bum life is the subject. And she says, Dear the Furl. And Pierre Plowman. The Earl and Plowman? No. Oh. Well, so, the Pearl and Piers Plowman. 
Oh, I don't know what this is. This uh, 1300s literature. Oh, okay. The Pearl's older than that, I think. John Robbins is a big expert fan. Oh, so we, one book is The Pearl and one book's The Plowman. Well, like pieces of writing. Piers Plowman is... is um, well, I mean, like, they're not the right era to be books. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So she, Well, she says, a great Anglo-Saxon literature reference if you're a nerd like me. I don't know if it is Anglo-Saxon. I guess it's Anglo-Saxon. I swear that... Isn't well, that a bit late? Piers Plowman's later than, than my period. Right. But then I guess they're written in the vernacular. Anyway. This is besides the point. Aaron says, I'm a big girl nerd. <laughs> Lovely. A glerd. She's a, a big glerd. A big glerd. Uh, with emphasis on the big, I describe my proportions like a picture on Microsoft Word that has been pulled out by the corner so that the height and width are proportional. That's how I describe me. Yes, that's how you expand. Yeah. yeah. I only expand in proportion. I'm a fixed BMP image. Yeah. When you eat, your body holds down the shift key and drags a corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a bitmap. Yeah. You can't actually stretch your... <laughs> by Dutch standards, it's not impressive. I think she must be messaging from the Netherlands. Then, uh-huh. or maybe she's Dutch. Otherwise, I don't know why she brought it up. No, unless unless she, unless Dutch people are the measure by which she measures everything. That's, that's true, a, and they are tall. Control they everything. are big. They are, they're tall people. By Dutch standards, it's not impressive, but it's enough that I have physical superiority on every rugby team for whom I have played. Nice. Superiority. This may seem irrelevant, but firstly, Pierre, I understand the struggle of balancing being a rugby boy and a big old nerd. Thank you. <laughs> Secondly, and more importantly, this is relevant to the pinnacle of my bum-bum life. <laughs> Or tum-tum life, which, as you will see, is more appropriate. Ah, very good. Living the tum-tum life. I, like several of your correspondents, have a colostomy bag. Wow. Yes. Yes, this is co- correspondent number three, maybe, with the colostomy bag? At least bag? three. Maybe four. Two, three, four. Okay. Three that I can remember easily, but we might be compiling one. Uh-huh. Might, we have, well, uh, Yeah. Since day dot, I have shared the details of my tum-tum life with strangers, doctors and nurses, so your podcast is familiar ground for me. Very good. Very good. As I said, I'm a rugby player. Pretty much the only thing they say you can't do with a stoma is play rugby. But I thought I'd give it a try. Because people are mushing up against you so much. Oh, they'll, they'll pop they'll it knock, like a balloon. They'll knock it right out of good you. Good lord. Yeah. I invented some padding from foam and a pair of socks. <laughs> That's so bold. <laughs> the MacGyver of, of colostomy bags. bags or poo bags. And my teammates got used to pitch side bag changes. Wow. That's hard to say. Pitch side bag changes. Pitch side bag changes. Pitch side bag changes. I'm, I'm doing all right. Pitch side bag changes. No, pitch you're right. Side, you're big, pitch side, pitch bag, side changes. bag changes. But the best shitty story I have to share with this crappy collective uh, happened in training. We were playing grab rugby, where you slow the opposition down with an aggressive cuddle rather than full face and floor tackles. Oh, okay. Some poor innocent lady grabbed a handful of my t-shirt and looked confused at the ripping sound. <laughs> Resistance in her hand and a look of horror on my face. <sighs> oh. I have never been shot. A funny thing to say. <laughs> I have never been shot. Now, before I continue, I want to say I've never been shot. Yeah. All right? Everyone remember that. Well, now that you've said that, I'm thinking that you've been shot a lot. <laughs> Mr. Scent. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been shot, but as warm wetness spread immediately across my stomach, I clutched my belly, action thriller style. <laughs> Aye. 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 With the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying desperately to keep the brown tidal wave from seeping down into my shorts, I grabbed my spare supplies, begged a t-shirt off a teammate, and ran the length of the sports center before barricading myself 
in the girls' loo. If you've ever had a nightmare when you're naked at school, you'll know how I felt. Peeling off a wet brown pants, I changed the bag, put on the new t-shirt, and went to retrieve my bike. I cycled home to clean up properly before my teammates slash housemates returned. They found... Uh, they all found it hilarious, and apparently the girl who made the tackle still has no idea what actually happened. Wow. This is not the only leak story in my stinky repertoire, but it is my favorite. My plan is to write a series of sketches about a life of toilet touring, but you two seem to have cornered the market very effectively. But only from the outside, Edin. That's You're right. You're on the inside. We are but tourists in your land. We are but humble visitors, Your Grace. <laughs> Gosh, um, that, that other girl must just still believe she just tore into this... G- she thought she. The other girl thinks she took off the, a tit. Yeah, just ripped or a tit like clean off. right into Erin's stomach, like she's feeding on her guts, like a zombie. Like Kalima, like in uh, Indiana Jones, or like uh, one of those kung fu things where they take someone's heart right oh, out of their chest. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't the heart; it was sort of the pancreas. Yeah, she must think. Uh, she must for ages. She must have thought, "How strong am I? I, I, I tackled the pancreas out of that woman. I tore that woman's guts out." <laughs> Kalima, Kalima, like holding the hand like that. Everything about Indiana Jones is problematic, isn't it? I've still not seen it. I've started. I start. No, this is this will make you happy. The only Indiana Jones I've ever seen is the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh my Skull. god! <laughs> really? Yeah. Fuck me. That's like there's a three course meal and then a huge dump the next day, and you've eaten the dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think much of it. I would love to hear if you were annoyed by Short Round, sort of little Asian boy who's like a sidekick in one of them. In the originals, in yeah, the first, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, 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 okay, now I'll watch it if there's a problematic Asian character in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, there's a lot of Orientalism and uh, we're just stealing artifacts from temples where they're supposed to be. That's fine. Inherently, like, de- like. As you get that far now in the pitch, and they go, no. <laughs> we want a movie about the same guy who brings them back. <laughs> <laughs> this belongs in a museum. It used to be the line that Indiana Jones would say that everyone thought made him a hero. Now it's like the worst thing you could say. Repatriation Jones. <laughs> that, that, that's a new series. Repatriation Jones. <laughs> The big adventure is him smashing into the British Museum and a big boulder of the Queen's head rolling after him. And all beef eaters running out going, oh, oi, 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 and throwing spears and stuff. And he's like, the locals are sure are angry. I'm taking their artifacts. All these sort of bespectacled, uh, <laughs> bespectacled nerds going, that was on loan. And they're all like a crowd of them and with tweed. Yeah. But they still look like members of like a tribe. <laughs> yeah. And they're all yelling in, like, what Americans think of as incomprehensible British English. Oi, mate, oi, mate. Piss off, piss off. And as, as, he, as Repatriation Jones zooms away in a helicopter, yeah. they're on the ground just, like, shaking their fists up in the sky, going, oi, mate, oi, mate, oi, mate, oi, mate, oi, mate. <laughs> and then, and like, and like, like, fish and chips hitting the window of the helicopter. <laughs> as they're, like, throwing them. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> and then like and then they all stop and they stop uh, the crowd stop and turn away and look at something else and he's like huh? and he looks and it's just the queen like standing like the ice king from Game of Thrones just boh, just glaring <laughs> glaring up at the helicopter as he returns uh, um what would it be a sort of I don't know kind of some kind of scimitar 
to some despoiled capital. Um, yeah, or like a mask. Yes, a mask. Mm. Um, uh, a totem. A totem. totem pole. Yeah, That'd a totem pole. Hard. Quite hard for one man to take old totem pole. Yeah, that they're would magnificent. Be tough. The totem poles, like the native Canadian, some of these native Canadian totem poles, are just incredible. They're so cool. They're so great. Yeah. Um, Na- the Native Americans, uh, Na- native Canadian stuff is really amazing. Where, where, I think I was in the yeah, I was in the Met Gallery in. Um, didn't we see some in the Museum of Scotland as well? Well, we saw in the Museum of Scotland. There's an incredible whalebone. Yeah. That has uh, that was taken, in South Pacific somewhere. Yeah. And on the journey back to Liverpool, I want mm. to say they scrimshawed it. Yeah, they 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 carved uh, the scene of them getting it into the into the whalebone itself, and it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's amazing. It's the most problematic item in history. Stunning. It's a whale's bone it's a whale's with bone. a colonial scene carved into it. Of its own. Of its own yeah. seizure. <laughs> 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 it's the most problematic. It's like problematic kryptonite. It's glowing with it. unacceptable energy. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Met Gallery in New York, there was, in the Native American section, there was a bit of from Nat- like Canada. Uh, I think maybe Nova Scotia, but some of the Native peoples there. And I think it's just like, was it just like a, a comb or something made out of seal bone or something? It's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just stunning. Just so like, it was a minimalist design, but it's so beautiful. And the proportions are just so, gosh, I need to remember what it was. It's yeah, look it up. Erin yeah. um, finishes. Oh, yes. Sorry. She just says, in my time, I've also noticed that many people save their tat for the downstairs loo. An interesting crossover between your two features. Ah, that is a... A good point well made. Tat's often in the toilet. Tat is often in the toilet. Um, anyway, there's always more room room for more toilet troubles. It's funny because we all have to do it in one way or another. Koji, yours sincerely. <laughs> That's good. Aaron. Very nice. Thank, Thank you, Aaron. Aaron. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Lovely story. Yes, you're right about Tat being in the toilet. I guess that's where it belongs, really. It's I, As I mean, close to being flushed away as possible. It, tat is as close... As a thought can be to being poo. Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's, it's mind the, shit. It's mind shit, yeah. And it has to be near the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, um, a few people have been in touch on Instagram. Have you been getting these DMs, Pierre, of a video of some guys at an Airbnb? Oh, my God. That is full of live, laugh, love. I think I got 11,000 tweets <laughs> and 50,000 Instagram yeah. DMs. Thank you for passing those on. Just want you to know you have been seen. You have been you, witnessed. You are seen. I see you. But this video is incredible. It's like It sounds like it's a bunch of guys at an Airbnb somewhere. It's a lot, yeah. And it's live, laugh, love on everything. Curtains, plates. Yeah. Uh, towels. But like, but like just in corridors. Just in between rooms and stuff. Yeah, on the, on the doormats, on, on all doors. The doormat says live, laugh, love. Love, laugh, live, live, and they're all in different arrangements and orders. Fonts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's like the all Jack and all all, all work and no play bit <laughs> makes Jack a dull boy, but of The Shining. Just yeah. oh, oh, like we should be going. Oh God, oh God, and then turn around and the owner of the Airbnb is there with a baseball bat. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Die, laugh, love. They beat you to death. What does he say in that bit? He's just like really he says really horrible shit to her when he's got that bat. Um, it's just all stuff about how he can't concentrate with her making all this noise. Or yeah, something. honey, he keeps calling her 
honey. And then when, when she gets the bat off him, she's like, give me the bat. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. <laughs> give me the Dar- bat. Darling. Darling. Oh, he says, light okay. of my life. Doesn't he say that? Yeah. And then he goes, give me the bat. All I'm going to do is going to fucking cave your skull in. Yeah. When, and he doesn't have the bat at this point. I'm like, don't say that. You, you, you want her to give you a bat. Oh, oh first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cave your fucking skull in. And then she's whacks him on the head and he does a really cartoony. Oh, I don't know if you you remember. Yes. But he just, it really sticks out. The, the reaction, he, he gets whacked in the head with a baseball bat. And he does like the eyes up into the skull. He goes, oh, like that and, and falls over. And it's more horrible. Yeah, it kind of is. Something about it is more horrible because it seems like even that is just a part of this horrible monster game he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I do remember being horrified where it's like, oh God, he's he's admitted he's he's not even trying to hide. Like within his reassuring tone, he's saying, I'm going to smash your head in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible. Yeah, it's good stuff. What a frightening man. It's a good... <laughs> what Jack an Nicholson angry man. is frightening. What an angry man. Calm down, mate. You're on holiday. It's a great movie. It is very good. It is very good. Maybe it's due a rewatch. Oh, sure. Um, well, a quick little bit of tat, actually, from Reese. Reese. Reese's Pieces of Tat. It's the Reese's Pieces of Tat. Tat. I would say Reese's Pieces are the tat of the confectionery world. Scattered. Mm. Variable, but within a strict theme. You know, butter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dear Paul and Pot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this tat hanging on the wall of my kitchen since I moved into this shared house eight months ago. Shared house or shed house? Shared. Okay. Shared. Shared. I only recently stopped to question why it was there, considering the house is over 35 kilometers from the coast. Okay. <laughs> I'd be interested to know who put it up. A seafaring former housemate who missed the open ocean? <laughs> a busy landlord who had to buy all his decor while holidaying in Bognor Regis. Either way, I refuse to take it down. Uh, so let's have a look at the tat. Just downloading. Downloading uh, tat. <laughs> Siri, download tat. Downloading tat. Tat downloaded. So uh, the top says. Ocean rules. Okay. Ocean rules. As in the rules of the ocean, not not someone who just thinks the ocean's great. Yeah. The ocean rules. <laughs> ocean rules, land rules. <laughs> no, o- rules for the ocean. That's Poseidon's motto. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it tattooed on his back. <laughs> um, rules for the ocean. They're not really rules. They're rules for life, Phil. Right? right it's that okay. kind of tat. Okay. And the, in the picture is a big, in the middle of the picture, in the middle of the picture, in the middle of the poster is a big crab. Okay. Not a cartoon crab, a sort of a sketch. Okay. Like a pencil sketch of a crab? Yeah, I'd say so, from a from a, a 1700s biological... Yeah, like Charles Darwin has just described, discovered a crab. Absolutely, yeah. that's the vibe, yeah. Um, and the picture looks like it's on some planks. Oh, like in the sea, like the sea has. So what do you think the ocean rules are? First, well, first line, three words, avoid blank blank. Avoid... Choppy waters. It's pun based. I'll pun give you that as a clue. It's oh, okay. all ocean puns. Avoid wet towels. Avoid peer pressure. Oh, 
Okay. Which is a pun that is... It is a pun, but it doesn't actually work because no. it doesn't make sense in the literal wo- way. Because there's no version of pressure that makes you want to build a wooden boardwalk <laughs> or, or a stone-reinforced uh, uh, key. The, what I imagine as peer pressure was just a lot of, se- um, like, sort of um, semen at, on a dock, yeah. beckoning a ship over saying, Come on, dock here! Dock here. You better fucking dock here, or you're not cool. Dock yeah. here right now. And then the captain of the ship's going, oh, all this peer pressure. <laughs> that is peer pressure. Don't be a crab. That's the, That's next the second one. one. Okay. I don't even think the the, the tat whisperer can whisper these, because they really just are out of the depths of the ocean. Very hungover. They must don't have been be there. a crab. Don't be a crab. <laughs> uh, we need some more lines for the uh, ocean rules. Oh, don't be a crab. <laughs> Don't be a crab. Like, don't be a, and then looked at the artwork on the tat and went, crab. Crab, don't be a crab. <laughs> what do you mean, don't be a crab? Like being crabby? Yeah, but crab, let's just say crab. Yeah, yeah, let's. Don't be crabby. No, say crab because there's crab on it. Yeah. Uh, come out of your shell. Okay. A bit better. Right. I mean, you wouldn't be being a crab if you came out of your shell because the last thing a sh- crab wants to do. Ah, Unless it's a hermit crab. Killing itself, yeah. Hermit yeah? crab would want to. Uh, take time to coast. Gibberish. Take, take time, time to, to coast. coast. If I'm coasting, I'm I'm taking time inherently. Take time to take time to coast. Yeah, because what they I guess presume what they're trying to get at, what they're trying to say is take time to relax. Yeah. But coasting is a very specific thing. Coasting is working in a, in a shit way. In a shit way. In Co- a way that it yeah. requires no effort, which uh, isn't exactly relaxing because it's still working. And it's an inherently negative term. Yeah. No one's ever like a. God, I I absolutely coasted through that surgery. Yeah. You go, oh, well, he's, he'll die then. <laughs> or like you lazily did some stitching on the wound. What do you do to the Sunday? Shall we just coast? Yeah, we let's just coast. coast. Yeah, yeah, can we just coast. stay at home and coast? Yeah. Let's not not work. Let's work incompetently Yeah. to do the bare minimum, <laughs> which is worse than relaxing. Take time to coast. Don't be a crab. See life's beauty. Have they just spelt C S E A? You got it, baby. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you. <laughs> you got it, baby. Sea life is a beauty. Well, I mean, out of all of them, and it's a real detriment to the quality of the others, that's the one that makes the most sense. Because I guess in a way you could say sea life's beauty. It makes sense, I guess, as a combination of words, although not really in context. Because you have to go like... yeah. Enjoy sea, the beauty of sea's li- of sea life. Uh, yeah, and you could also interpret the apostrophe s as is sea life is beauty. Sea's life. So, like the concept of sea life is beauty. Li- it's a bit yeah. more esoteric, but this I'm at least headache. I'm getting headache. Yeah, actually. don't be a crab. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a crab, Phil. It said it right there on the plank. Last rule: make waves. Make waves. Okay, that one's... Yeah. You can't coast and make waves. That's true. The whole point of of of, of, of piloting along the coast is to avoid the waves. As much as is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get away from the deep waters. Yeah. And how can you... Can you make waves philosophically without being a crab? Anything that well, makes I, a big enough waves, someone will interpret it as you being a crab, disturbing them. Yeah, but a crab is not big enough to make a wave. No. see. Crabs are carried by waves. I guess maybe a whale can make waves. A ship could make mm-hmm. wakes. The moon. Is it wake enough? The moon. Be the moon. Be the moon. That's what I'm trying to say. Be the moon, not a crab. 
Be a natural satellite. Be a natural satellite. Mm. That's a funny. I'll tell you one thing about him. He's a natural satellite. <laughs> um, He's just a guy sort of running rings around you nonstop. You're a natural at this. <laughs> you know, you're a natural satellite. Gosh, you're a natural satellite. Just spinning. Um, he continues. I started listening to the pod from the start a short while back, and in a very early episode, you were discussing both workout supplements and keratin. Keratin, yes. Mm. I can't remember in what context or episode because it's taken me weeks to write this email, and thus months to read it. <laughs> and it reminded me of a fun fact that might interest you. Most pre-workout contains human hair. What does that mean? Most like pre-workout. Pre-workout like, mixture. Oh, like that you drink, Apparently, yeah. that you eat, contains human hair. The cheapest and easiest source of BCAA, branched chain amino acids, is human hair. And because it isn't classed as an animal product, it can be advertised as a veg- as vegan, making it a popular <gasps> choice for creators of workout supplements. What? The good news, of course, is that if you want to get ripped, you can just eat your own hair. Cheers, Reese. What? Yeah, that is seems... This tr- I find that very hard to believe. I... I'm aghast and agape at that. Is that true? It doesn't feel true. Can it feels like that, it would be illegal. Can we pull that up? Yeah, also, surely you, you, couldn't, you couldn't harvest enough hair. Yeah, it all goes to wig shops anyway. It's, and it's very expensive. Well, well, human hair wigs are very expensive. I don't know about the actual raw hair. Is BCAA made from human hair? This is exactly the website we need. Um, they're widely used by the world's top strength and power athletes. I'm a power athlete. Blah, 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 blah. Is it made from human hair? Is it made from human hair? It's one of those articles that, st- that goes, the history of of workout supplements is, a, is an interesting and varied one. Oh, wow. Regular brown-chain amino acids are synthesized from duck feathers, kitten fur, or even human hair. What? Well, Pig fur and duck feathers. Bong! It's a Chinese supplement market, though. What? <laughs> Sun, you can get them from sunflowers. Okay, so it's probably not from that. But there are parts of the world where it is. So, kind of. It okay. could be. Okay. All okay. Right. You get a pass. Snopes rating, somewhat true. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening and getting in touch. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Time to go to the place where the hair never runs out. Hot and cold running hair in every home. <laughs> every flavor of hair, dark hair, milk hair, white land hair. land of milk and hair. The land of milk and hair. The Patreon. Yeah. See, yeah. You see Patreon there. See you there. Bye. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.